0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. So I have permission to share a story of one of our staff people that shared with me this week that their parents were from Costa Rica. He was born here, but went to live there for a while. And he loved Costa Rica, loved the people and the, the whole environment there. But he says there's a big problem with homelessness and crime. And so when he was working there, on his own, he would encounter the homeless and take them out for lunch, feed them. But he would sit with them and get to know them, know their story, who they were. And he did this for quite a while. Also, it's very dangerous in Costa Rica that people would not go out at night because most likely you would get robbed. And in fact, when he worked and he would come home, he would go to the bus stop which would drop him off one block away from his place. Now, he would have to take a cab to go the one block because that's how dangerous it was. So one night he thought, "Ah, I think I'm going to try it. I think I'll be okay. And so he walks, and all of a sudden, a number of people surround him with a gun back of him and wants everything from him. And the homeless people that were there recognize him Shout at the robbers and go, get away from him, get away, get away. He cares for us. He's a good one. Leave him alone. And literally, he said, those homeless people saved his life. Loving the lowly, loving the vulnerable and the hurting and the marginalized was something powerful, loving one another. And he received that love in a powerful way. In today's gospel, before Jesus goes to the Father, he tells all of us a powerful soundbite that all of you are familiar with. Love one another as I have loved you. And people will know you're my followers if you have love for one another. Now, in our society, we are all familiar with soundbites. And so we can take that and say, yeah. And so... I think I love people, I don't hate anyone, I'm very nice to people that I go, I take care of the ones that I love and all, and so, you know, what's the big deal? Well, I think part of the struggle of Christian communities, especially in the church here, is that a lot of people are indifferent by walking away because, for many reasons, but I think one of the big ones is our failure to exhibit love for others. Talk to our young people why they're leaving. And many of them will tell you the exclusion, the hypocrisy, the lack of love, the lack of inclusion. And that's just the young people. So I don't know if it'll solve the problem, but definitely it will challenge us to know what does that mean. And so rather than just leaving this as a beautiful soundbite and then walking away and say, I love people, I'm pretty good, I want to walk with you the biblical parts of how we got here, and how Jesus gives us that soundbite today of loving one another. What was the whole thing behind it? How did we arrive there, and how does it form us here today as Christians? The biblical foundation of love is this, the demand of responsibility of relationships with others, that love demands that we are open to relationship with others and to be faithful to God in what we call a covenant, a fancy church word or fancy spiritual word that means an agreement, a relationship, a deep one that's different than any others. So we see in Genesis the creation story, and in it everything has its right relationship with others. Humanity loves one another. Later on, God makes a covenant with humanity, with Israel. In that covenant, God has love for the foreigner, for the lowly, for the oppressed, and for the alien. And the reason that Israel is called to love is because God acted out of love. God didn't love people because they deserved it. God initiated that. And Israel, in being faithful to the covenant, is saying, then we must do the same because God has done that for us. And so Israel knows that to be faithful to the covenant, it's being in love with God, love with neighbor, and reverential care for the earth. The Bible uses the term subdue. Subdue in Greek means reverential care for the earth. In Deuteronomy, it says God loved the alien, him or her, first. And Deuteronomy tells the people, the failure to act on that love is not worshiping God. In other words, if you don't do and love as God loves other people, especially those who are different and the alien, you're not worshiping God. Very plain and simple. It also then starts off with the prophets. And the prophets say, we follow the law of God, not just for the sake of law. In other words, it's the law. we got to do it, and, and just follow the law, and everything's fine. The prophets go, no, no, no. Behind the law is the covenant. That's why the law is there. You just don't follow the rules and then get into heaven because you didn't break any rules. The prophets go, no, that's not it. And in fact, Micah and Hosea, two big prophets, Tell the people, God doesn't want your sacrifices and all your rituals. He wants you to have steadfast love for others. Steadfast love. Steadfast means firm and unwavering. Wow. Then in the New Testament, Jesus takes on the prophet Isaiah's quote, The Lord has sent me with a spirit upon me to give good news to the poor. Again, the marginalized, the lonely, the forgotten, those who are are not part of the mainstream. And so Christians are asked to model that. Again, not because people deserve our love. We've got to remember that, Christians. We don't love people because they've earned it or deserved it. Matthew 25, chapter 25, talks about the only time in New Testament what Judgment Day will be like. And it will be this. The question is not how many rosaries you said, how many masses you didn't miss, were you a Notre Dame football fan, or whatever. It will be, did you feed the hungry? Did you give to the thirsty? Did you clothe the naked? Did you visit the ill? or in prison. That's that's pretty much it. And that's central for the community. The community is asked to be faithful to the covenant. And Matthew 25 says, this is how God is, not because they deserve it, because it's the command that comes from God. In the Gospel of John, here's what he says to people. If you are rich in worldly goods, but have no concern for your brother and sister how can God abide in you? If you are rich in worldly goods but have no concern for your brother and sister in need, how can God abide in you? Where we struggle, my friends, is that we love people who deserved it and earn it or within our orbit. And of course we would love those people most often. Remember in the prodigal son, the son returns to the father and not once does the son say, oh man, I was a jerk, dad. I'm sorry, dad. Oh, I was just a jerk. I I should have known better. I'm sorry and I'm going to cry and, and I promise to do better. Nowhere does the son say that. He's not even sorry. But the father runs to him and loves him. And is compassionate and merciful with Him. Not because He earned it or deserved it. Because that's who God is. That's the foundation of today's gospel, my friends. Love one another. And yet, in my conversations with Christians, because I want to let you know I'm there with you too. That it's a struggle to love certain people. And I'm there with you. But whenever a Christian gathers together and gives me evidence and saying, we don't have to love these people, do you know that is such a falsehood? How can God abide in us when you and I determine who deserves that? That's why I'm just blown away. When the alien or foreigner comes here, and we all have these reasons why we can't help or shouldn't help or breaking the law. And you know what? We seem to justify ourselves in saying certain people just shouldn't be here. Certain people shouldn't come to communion because their lives aren't holy or in the right path. And all I can tell you this, my friends, and I include myself in this, if there's any argument from my mouth or your mouth to say we don't have to love people, we are wrong. We are lost, and as John would say, God does not abide in us. This is a tough message today, my friends. It's not easy to love. Remember, love isn't about feelings, or who's earned it, or who deserves it. Love is wanting what is good for the other person. And so people who are evil, people who do bad things, you know what I want out of them? and how to love them, that they change. That's what I want for them, whether through prayer, through my modeling, through my action, through just as simply eating down with a homeless person and saying, what's your name? Who are you? Because that's when love can return and literally can save our lives and our souls. So, Let's make a covenant that never in our mouths will anyone come up to another person who's Christian and give reasons why people shouldn't be loved and treated with dignity and respect. Can you do that? Because I've given you all the evidence of the Bible. I've given you all the evidence that God wants of you. And God's representative saying not to act on love is not to worship God. And yet you and I are constantly modeled by people who claim the name Christ Christian and yet their behavior in their mouths and in their attitude is so unchristlike, like so sinful, and for some, very evil. That's why how can you do without Eucharist? I need all the help to love some of you. And you need help to love me it's not easy. We do not love people because they deserve it or earn it. We love people because God has loved us first, and then we love one another. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission.